and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Giant Ape, Ape Mansky, and I'm here today with... Justin, he's a skeleton to Clue. Uh, and Colin Cannibal Cunningham. Hey, not too bad. There was a panic there. I was like, oh shit, how do I keep forgetting this? So it's still Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Halloween is in just a couple of days. If you are watching this or listening to this is it on Sunday? when it comes out, it is. Wait, I don't Sunday know if I hear year. it too clearly though. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> It's a full moon tonight, everybody. Um, so we all got to pick a scary movie this month, and we finally got down to Colin. And Colin, what was your pick? Uh, it's a little film called Night Train to Terror from 1985. A little film? It's packed full of film. Literally. It's almost, it's almost it's like a, three films in one. It's or a four. turducken of a film. It's like, it's like four films in a music video. In yes, one. <laughs> that's right. I will say, I mean, this is an oddity. It's it is so weird. It's I've never seen anything like this. I don't know if anything like this exists. Probably. This probably not under exist. God's watchful eyes. <laughs> so the only reason this film exists is that God Himself appears in it. He does. I will yeah. say, other than our Patreon episode on body bags, this is our first anthology movie on the episode wow. on the podcast. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of weird. On the main uh, they're I was going to say they're out of style, but they're they're back, baby, with uh, you well, know, the v- VHS movies and like uh, ABCs of Death. And- I would make the argument that it's because anthologies suck. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. like them. <laughs> I, think that, I think that they definitely have potential. I'm sure we had talked all about this when yeah. we were talking about body bags, which body bags is two really good segments and mm. one kind of okay segment yeah and i think that happens a lot with these movies i think with anthologies it's yeah you're, you're lucky if you can get one well, what about cat's one? eye <laughs> again two pretty good segments one really bad segment and yeah. why is the bad one always at the end not the case with this movie i will whoa, say whoa whoa are you trying to say that cat's eye like evil demon troll thing is the bad segment <laughs> yeah what? it had a cute it had a cute cat it, yeah, it's it also great. had drew barrymore in it's it, the so. title it's the cat's eye god yeah april um but i mean yeah i'm sure that there are really great uh, anthology movies <laughs> yeah creep there. show that's what people would argue yeah creep show is pretty good yeah. creep show too mm, i've no, actually still so never not seen so much. Creep, i think we watched creep show too didn't yeah, we? yeah yeah so the, i missed the good one <laughs> the first one is pretty good from what i remember um, yeah i'm a big fan of if your movie's 90 minutes stuff like five stories in there don't give me three that's too long that's like 30 minutes of story no thank you <laughs> i feel like it can work but the thing is it has to be written to fit just that long yeah um, or which is or an issue. i would argue you could take a feature length film and edit it down to 20 minutes <laughs> yeah like what happened to Night Train so, to Terror. Oh my God, is, the, are you the, the director of Night Train to Terror? That's the problem with this movie is yeah. uh, you're the watching. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know this. Okay, so when the movie starts, I just thought it was an anthology film. I had no idea. And it becomes very clear within so the first. So were you like, is this a trailer for what's coming? Like, no, what's going was, on? as soon as the first story started, within 30 seconds, I turned to April. I'm like, okay, this is this feels like a feature length film that they cut down to 30 minutes. And she said, it is. They all are. And I had no idea that was the case. And I'm like, okay. When you chose this movie. Because my God, the first the first story in this. But it's you know, nonsensical, we'll, but we'll get to we gotta it. talk about the wraparound segment. Yeah. Well, not just the wraparound. So this film was, and I'm putting giant air quotes, directed by Jay Schlossenberg Cohen. And mm-hmm. so he does a wraparound segment. And he also, anything cool in this movie was added by him. So, like, anytime there's stop motion, that was added by him on oh. 
the stop motion uh, on the previous footage. I see. Okay. Yeah. So that movie didn't originally have stop no. motion. Wow. So, uh, see, that really injected a lot the, of... Those are the best parts. Yeah, a yeah, lot of life of into this movie. Uh, yeah. Um, and what's sure. fun about this movie is the writing credit goes to Philip Jordan, who I think he had something in, involved with almost all the movies in this. And he's famous because he was the front for blacklisted writers. Oh, so like he won awards, like Academy Awards, for scripts that he didn't actually write. Okay. He just huh. was the like accepted by the studio guy that the blacklisted writers would give him scripts to go sell. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. and then like you know they would get a cut or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, I wrote this seven Academy Awards." Like you didn't write that. We know who wrote that. <laughs> just wow. give me the award, Mister Heston. <laughs> and supposedly he would produce movies and just not finish them so they just like <laughs> sit uh half there and that's how you get something like night train to terror yeah the uh the first one especially okay so well we have to we start off well what is the studio that made this movie because i'm uh, assuming all three of these movies were done by the same production company yeah, that's why they're it's all Philip in Jordan, the screenwriter i feel like he had a lot to do with them but according to the director there was none of his own money in it it's uh, just like private investors that became involved with it for all oh, the okay. different like, motion pictures the other movies were unreleased or often unfinished right the first they movie did get a release eventually that you can yeah. find on VHS for most of them. <clears throat> oh. The first movie, uh, okay, apparently the order is mixed up in depending on the cut that you see. But the first movie that's uh, was on the Tubi version that we saw mm. um, is an unfinished movie called Scream Your Head Off. It was eventually it's released. Great title. Later, yeah. <laughs> um, so the movie starts out, or the anthology movie starts out on a train. Um, a night train, if you will. A night train. And like most night trains, one of the cars is dedicated to a band playing one song. And Only one. <laughs> Thankfully, it is the best song because you're going to hear it again and again and again. It's and like again. we're trapped in a hell of some kind. Do well, yeah, thought, exactly. See, I thought that, that was it was going that way and it wasn't. Um, but so, ap- apparently the band, they're like an 80s breakdancing band. My God, the, the fashions are so good. The outfits. Outfits are incredible. The hair. The hair, um, the and lighting. Also, so they're performing this song in this train that doesn't even look like a train at times. And... <laughs> It's shot like a music video with yeah. cuts. Are and they shooting a music talking. video? Because I don't think they're implying that, right? They're just dancing. No, their no but they're they're, all, they're they're looking at camera like you do in a music video. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't know what this has to do with Night Train to Terror. It's just there. This is the wrap segment. It's just the 80s and it's fun. But I will. Have you ever seen The Seventh Seal? You know how God <laughs> and the protagonists of that, they talk and they see people dancing. That's mm-hmm. like what's happening in Night Train to Terror. Because okay. we were then introduced to the devil and God who are also on the train. Yeah. Having a, having a lovely conversation. I, I will say about the music video. Mm-hmm. We did know we knew that before we watched this movie. Yeah, this we is found it somehow yeah. on YouTube. So I found out about this movie. I uh, had never seen the movie, but I found for some reason on YouTube you can just get the uh, like the cuts. super cut of all the just the music video stuff. Yeah, and, and it must be ten minutes long because it just goes on. And I know, on and but we we've, we've been watching that for years. We even played it for a party once, and it and it it brought the house down. I would yeah. say, and I remember. Uh, my friend was like, "Where do you guys find this stuff?" <laughs> so, I don't know. But then we we did we never watched the movie. Um, so I will say because I had seen that sequence so many times, mm-hmm. it did get annoying when I was watching the actual okay. movie. Well, I want to say that it's my favorite thing by far do you in, in this movie. Sing us a little bit of the song. Oh, it's like a it's like a song. It's called 
Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. That's so right. So it's like, Mom is on the telephone. <laughs> Susie's at the mall. <laughs> Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. Come on and dance with me. Dance with me. It's kind of almost like a fifties inspired. Yeah, it's like a eighties pop song. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a eighties fifties pop song with breakdancing. And my God. It's, you loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. I loved it. It's the, the only reason I know about this movie. It sort of uh, does not, it just doesn't fit in this movie. It's so, no. it's so random. It's like, why is this here? Padding, I guess. This whole movie is like a mishmash of things. Is it- <laughs> so the breakdancer uh, in this sequence yeah. is, the. I think he's like the son or the grandson of Philip Jordan, the oh, producer slash writer. No wonder, because he didn't seem like an actor. Yeah, because he was so good at breakdancing, right? Or a singer. He's just a breakdancer. That's insane. So do you think, like, he's like, Dad, I got a band. The thing is, he wasn't charismatic when he looked like he was afraid of the camera. I don't know. Dance with me, dance with me. We should be afraid of him. He dances. He dances so long. Yeah, yeah, he does. And it's like every, every segment, every movie that wraps up cuts back to them again, just going and going. And then you're like... Okay, they're gonna wind this down. It's like no, and then like <laughs> we're not the, winding. It's only getting wound the, up. The third one is like the longest one. They have like this extended slow mo scene of him dancing, him like dancing, doing like the back spin. He did the worm. He does the worm. He does the head spin. He does it's it like all. amazing. It's like who is this guy? I want to see this movie. <laughs> But no, we have to get something about devil worshippers or whatever. That's <laughs> no, not no, even, that's we're not, not at devil accurate. worshippers yet. It's <laughs> not even accurate. At the beginning, scream your head off is the story of an insane asylum that is doing stuff. Well, uh, did you guys like the uh, God and uh, the guys who are playing God and the Devil? Because yeah. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're fine. The guy who <laughs> plays God is a little stiff, but um, I I feel like. They were brought in kind of as like, oh, I'm a stage actor, you know. Uh, God has a great line where he goes, I can laugh and cry at the same time. <laughs> That's why I listen to the music. And then it cuts to dance with me. Dance dance with me. What is that even and I'm like, isn't that making him laugh and cry? <laughs> it's called crying, laughing so hard you cry. Everyone can do that, <laughs> Mr. God. You're, you're crying from joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every, I thought the God and devil were actually... You know, I recognize them. I think they're big name actors. Oh, nobody, look, nobody in this movie is no, like a big name. Actor. I looked up the devil. He wasn't in anything. I don't think. No, no. the devil was like um, a friend of someone. Okay. While uh, Freddie Maine, he was a pretty prolific actor. He was in like Where Eagles Dare, The Fearless Vampire Killers, uh, Conan the Destroyer. He was in a lot of stuff. Really, the God character? Yeah, the God guy. Really? Hmm. Oh, interesting. But yeah, so they're in this car and like. They have basically like a TV beside them. It's supposed to be like a window, and then there's this yeah. fake like stars in them. It kind of looks like the astrologers, like oh, yeah, mirror, the, the, the cosmic mirror, <laughs> cosmic mirror. And then they're like, "Well, what about this story of Gail Cunningham? Let's <laughs> yeah. watch, shall we?" Because they say the train is going to crash unless I don't know. The rules seem very vague. I think God it's gonna, to- yeah, it's gonna crash at dawn. So they're just sort of discussing which souls they're gonna get or something. They it talk about their relationship a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't working out, God. <laughs> yeah. No. He's so, like, would you come back to me? I mean, come on. He he says all these things. Yeah. So, you know, devil's saying, oh, my way's more fun. God's saying, oh, my way is forever. Yeah. Anyway, so then they go, let's uh, take a look at these three stories. I mean, people. Yeah. And, you know. And we'll judge their souls. Right. 
so the first movie, Scream Your Head Off, uh, apparently in some versions, this is the third story. I think it works best as the first because it is so confusing. I wouldn't want to end the movie with it. I'll put it that no. way. No, uh, right? the last story has all like the great stop motion monsters and stuff. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's really cool. There's also a stop motion in the second segment as well, though. Uh, yep, there is. There we'll is. get to that. The first one doesn't have any stop motion monsters. Very disappointing. No, uh, th- this first one is so incomprehensible the way it's edited, and it, this is where it was so obvious that it was a, a you know a full length feature. I, I think the issue is it's just a complicated story that you can't cut down to what fifteen minutes or whatever they they cut it twenty minutes maybe that they yeah. cut it down to. And it's like every every cut, it's just like a new location and new characters, and you're saying, yeah. what is said- happening? who watched the full version that it's kind of boring and really padded out in its okay. feature links. Yeah. Well. I could see that, but like <laughs> you're introducing character, the, the, you'll cut to a scene where a character is like about to get murdered. And I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Why are they here? What is this place? Who are you people? <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all I could think. I'll just say that the narrator is doing uh, most of the heavy lifting in this story, <laughs> tying everything yeah. together, making it somewhat comprehensible. But oh, at one point, just telling us what the ending is. Yeah, exactly. us to see it. <laughs> I think a lot of these stories just sort of end before the actual movies did, and uh, then God and the devil have to kind of like, oh, they lived happily ever after. <laughs> Should <laughs> yes. I try and explain the plot to this? Well, try, plot, okay. do it. <laughs> Yeah, please. Okay, so there's a guy who um, is a reckless driver. Mm-hmm. He kills his bride mm-hmm. who's wearing a wedding dress, and he wakes up and he's in an asylum instead of like in jail or whatever. So he seems to have been abducted. And so these- this is also one of those sexy naked asylums. <laughs> yeah, where yeah naked lo- women. a lot of nudity Lots in of nudity. this movie, like in all of the segments. This one's pretty sleazy, this segment. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like a horror kind of. Um, the sleaze B movie. Uh, okay, so he's at the asylum, and then the evil female doctor gives him a drug that makes him compliant, so he does whatever they say. And what his job is is to go out and seduce women to bring them back to the asylum. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, the first Hellraiser. <laughs> reminded me of that. And he's so handsome. That's why they chose him, because he's handsome. And women just... just Flock to them? Yeah, so basically all it has to do is give them a drink, and then it makes them pass out. Yeah, he, he like roofies their drinks, brings them back. This is all like, you have to It's put all this, done in montage. You have to put this all together, because it makes no sense. There's like uh, scenes of like a random couple showing up at the asylum. By the way, the... Yeah. Uh, the uh, Heavy in the asylum is Richard Mole from Night Court Bull. Uh, yeah, he appears in the first story and the last one. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Which right? is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the asylum, um, they get murdered. All the women get murdered. Yeah, they're chopped um, up, and I guess they're experimented on and then chopped up, and then they send their body parts out to medical schools. They sell them to medical schools. There's like Which shots makes of no uh, sense, but whatever. Shots of a big briefcase of money being slid across the table, and I guess the doctor's <laughs> opening it up. Like, that's and how where it do works. you think they get bodies, April? If not from um, wild, insane asylum? Yeah, it's just don't, it's, don't the you know authorities have anything to say about these medical schools? Are these medical students like? Well, why is this leg like horribly (laughs) hacked up? Like with with a hacksaw. Uh, The authorities are all paid off by big medical body parts uh, corporations. Why is this skull all smashed? How am I supposed to practice on this? Authorities don't blink an eye. Big body parts. So yeah, there's this like scene after scene of these women, (laughs) these women getting. We're all laughing when like there's actual organ trading. That is a genuine issue. Yeah, there there is a black market organ 
mm-hmm. um, market. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's scenes of like Richard Mall like groping these naked women. I think it's like implied that he rapes one of oh, them. Oh, it ain't implied. Yeah, it's really <laughs> gross. And then he's like, there's one scene where he's you know gets out the hacksaw and he starts hacking away, and the camera turns around you know, to show blood spraying on the wall and stuff, but you can see his silhouette and he's not doing anything. He's just holding the hacksaw, even though the sounds are like. <laughs> yeah, it's very poorly filmed. Yeah. And then you kind of like see his like freezer room with all the body parts, but they're so badly, you know, rotting and mishandled and all this. Like what school would want these things? It's just like to what end? And then like the scientists seem to think that they're like doing some kind of like good for the world or something. I don't know. And then like the female scientist starts sleeping with the handsome guy and this is just, this just happened. He's too handsome. And then he's trying to kind of like break free from them. And then she gives the, the male older scientist a lobotomy. And there's kind of a weird scene where, (laughs) where he tries to give her a lobotomy, but he's lobotomized. So he doesn't really know what he's doing. And (laughs) don't you hate when that happens? Like it's so complicated. Convoluted. I, I know. And to have all this info cut out, it's just so confusing. There's just so many funny, like, little scenes where he's picking up the women. He's, like, picking up this uh, blonde waitress at this bar, mm. you know, and he's, like, dumping his drinks, and he's like, I'll have another. And then he, like, slips this roofie into her drink, and then he just randomly picks up a blonde at the church. He just goes to church. Also, the woman in the restaurant who's seemingly waiting for somebody, and he just walks up to her and hands her, like, a glass of wine or something. You don't even see him. You just yeah. uh, see this hand. It's shot with- first person yeah this glass of wine comes out milady it's bizarre uh yeah so (laughs) then he tries to escape there's like a big chase scene he's uh you know fighting with richard mole uh there's a great decapitation shot in this where he cuts off richard mole's head thank goodness and we have that wonderful the wonderful like five frames before uh the decapitation where it's just like a paper mache head of richard Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so good love it does it, this one ends really abruptly too, doesn't it? Where you're like, oh, I guess it's over. Yeah, it does. I, I think the, I think he decapitates Bull, and then you just see the lady uh, scientist getting lobotomized, and then just cuts back to God and the so devil. So we don't even find out what happens to Handsome Man. Isn't he just like he went on? He lived happily ever yeah. after. Yeah, they always say they lived happily ever after. <laughs> now let's go watch that dance Mama, number dance some with more. You, dance with me. <laughs> and they're talking to the old man. They're like, "Hey, can't we get some burgers and beer around here?" There's no food on this train. What kind of train is this, man? Some people call it the Heaven Express. <laughs> yeah. Others call it Satan's Cannonball. <laughs> Great. And it's like, well, wow, in both of those versions, you die. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if there's a win there. There's, uh, Yeah, it's implied that the band, I think they say later, it's like, man, our car broke down on yeah, the way to Las bad, Vegas right? or something. When so did we get like, to Vegas? They just hopped so we took on this the train. train? The steam like, train. I don't know. It's very weird. It's just like that scene in um, Buster Scruggs where there's like the people that are in the carriage and then you realize, <laughs> yeah, right. oh, they're going to hell. Yeah. They stole it from this movie. Spoiler for not Buster, that that's Buster not Scruggs. A, a well-known story device. I'm sure it's never been done before. Never, ever. Buster Scruggs <laughs> invented it. <laughs> it did. It's the Coen brothers. You gonna you going to call them thieves? Oh, I thought oh. Buster Scruggs was just a film that came to life on its own without any... Um... Hey, speaking of an anthology movie... Hey, there you go. So uh, this story ends and we jump into the next one, which is from a film that goes under many names, uh, including Greta 
And what's the other one? It's like the, Death Club? Yeah. there's Death Wish Club. There's the Death Wish Club and then the Dark Side of Love or Dark Side also, to Love. Carnival of Fools. Okay. Death so, Wish Club makes the most sense. Now, uh, this Club. movie had three different directors oh over three periods of shooting. Oh, boy. And all the cool stuff in it that we liked was added for Night Train of Terror. So it was the fourth director that came in. Oh, my God. No wonder it's such a mess. So, wait, are they reshooting scenes with the actors again, or are they just adding? Oh, uh, no, no. So there's, like, a scene in this, in the Greta segment, mm-hmm. which is about, like, a woman trapped in, like, a, um, I guess, a love triangle between, like, a young man and an older rich guy. Mm-hmm. And they have a seance. And in the movie, uh, like, the feature-length <laughs> version, it's just a normal bug that kind of shows up. Oh, But okay. in this version, it's yeah. a giant stop-motion so- bug. They and they are in. so non-pulsed by it, which is why they're not that shocked. It is like it's something, true. yeah. It's like it also goes on forever. But I like it's very because I get to see this cool stop motion bug. But it just it's like it's this first person camera perspective again. But they put this giant bug with in glowing the forefront. eyes. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. It's like it's like eight inches long. It's like, it's like they like call the size it of your head. Tanzanian winged beetle. But all the stop motion done by Robert Stromberg. Um, there was a part in the third one where I was like, I'm getting Empire of the Dark vibes with the stop motion because uh the people he do the people as well as little miniature uh stop motion people the empire of the dark guy it is it is it's robert stromberg wow they had his name in the credits (laughs) robert stromberg uh went on to direct maleficent uh i think he's got like two oscars okay well who cares about that empire of the dark he was like can we do maleficent all in stop motion (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes his work in empire of the dark is great Uh, we should really review that because i've only Uh, he's probably most famous for star wars i think Oh, I don't care about that. Empire of the Dark. That's where it's at. The Steve Barkett movie. Yeah. Well, he uh, went on to be like uh, Oscar winning, I think like production designer or set designer or something like that. Mm. Did like. And uh, he worked on this movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, Wait, did he work on Star Wars? I'm looking now. I don't I don't know. I feel like all those guys work on Star Wars. Oh, man. He's working on. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as a production designer. Yeah. Oh, but he also did Oz the Great and Powerful, so... Ugh. I think that's what he won an Oscar for. Yeah, I think it was Oz the Great and Powerful and maybe uh, it was like a Tim Burton movie or something? Alice in oh, Wonderland? Oh, maybe Avatar? He also did that. And I think it was Alice in Wonderland. Mm. You did mention he did Avatar too, though. So. Yeah, he did, yeah. He's done a lot. Yeah. Um, but okay, so the plot of this movie is... It's a... I, it's confusing because it's, it's, it's supposed like a, to be about this like sinful woman. But, you know, it's like she works at a fair selling popcorn. This rich old man comes up and just hands her a wad of cash. And he so goes, she's like, OK, shall we? And he tosses the popcorn away. So she goes on to live with him. And uh, she wanted to be an actress. So he yeah. put her in a bunch of pornos. Yeah. And then there's this a young, one, handsome man. There's this one scene, though, in this montage. It's really funny. It's like she gets with him to support her piano playing. This is the narrator saying. Yeah. And there's a shot of the old man playing the piano and she's there wearing these like kind of like elbow length fancy nightgown gloves. Okay. Like they'd just been out in a night in the town, but she's eating this like ice cream cone. Oh yeah. So disgustingly. She's like, I gotta say like, like, she's gross. Like she keep <laughs> like her teeth are like always like out and she's always like grimacing and smiling and <laughs> She's off-putting. She's living a hard life, people, <laughs> yeah, starring sorry. in pornography. She was a carny. <laughs> yeah. She really missed ice cream. Yeah, the scum of humanity, the carny. <laughs> sorry. 
Um, but yeah, like she wanted to be an actress and a singer, so he puts her in gross porno movies, and yeah. she just does it because that's the only work she can get. And then we her, cut, her love interest. Well, yeah, we <laughs> we cut to a bunch of like quote unquote. Okay, I didn't know what was the a frat first, house. What was going on? But we the narrator says it's a frat house. All these people look forty years old. Yeah, and they're in like the basement of a bar. This this like a like a dirty saloon. This frat house looks like a western themed steakhouse. It looks like. <laughs> It looks like Ponderosa Steakhouse. It, it ain't a frat house. <laughs> or like That's just where they could film. <laughs> or like Beefsteak Charlie's. It's like all wood panel walls and like road signs and stuff all up, you know, hanging from the walls. All these Didn't guys you look have like a frat funny. house like that when you were younger, Colin. No. We were like Delta Psi. Delta, I don't know. How do frat houses work? I, I don't know. I've never I ate been a pie. in a frat house. I was never in a frat house. I was invited to a like a party once that was like like I think hosted by a frat, but it was just in like someone's house. It wasn't like the frat house. Yeah, I don't. Well, they just look I like regular houses. There, I recall there was a keg, but um, <laughs> that's my only... Uh, and I had a friend who was in a frat, but other than that, I know absolutely nothing about fraternities or no. what they do. They other seem than, awful. Other oh, than what I see in movies. Yeah, like why yeah. would anybody join a fraternity they look fucking they horrifying. do it for the connections um it's it's just not what you know it's who you know yeah and you, you have to be pay, rich to do you pay to be things. in it and to yeah. have their balls stomped on yeah that's what i Who's learned stomping from on their balls you know uh john ham john ham got uh charged years and years ago what yeah you can you can google this story he was in a fraternity he hazing was incident? in a fraternity hazing incident and then he would like uh had like a claw hammer and then he would like drag people around by their testicles. Oh man! And like, wait, what with a claw with hammer? A claw hammer sounds and, like a slasher movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, oh, let's do it—the John Ham story. <laughs> it's like, John Ham goes too far. <laughs> you can look it up. Uh, uh, you can just Google it. But yeah, and then the guy got really, really seriously injured, and then John Ham was charged, and it was like, I'm uh, sure it was long before he was famous. Yeah, it was. <sighs> Why is it like? E- <sighs> Every like actor or celebrity is just an awful person, <laughs> or they've done something awful. It's I guess the no only one's way you perfect. can make it to the top, April, is by being as terrible as possible. I guess it's true, but it's like think of all the connections that he made in Hollywood in that fraternity. That's uh, how he became who he was today. Well, John Hamm is cursed, right? Because all he wants to do is comedy, and he's like, yeah. no one, like, I keep doing it in bad movies. He didn't, he didn't, bad, he didn't make John it. He didn't make it until I think he was in his late 30s mm-hmm. when he did Mad Men. But it's true. He keeps trying to, to be a, a, a comedic actor, and it's just. He's, he's, he's a funny guy, but he's just like. He's just better at drama, though. I think he's very kind of charming and funny, but I think he plays, uh, when he plays like douchebag roles, like in uh, Bridesmaids. Honestly, perfect. he seems perfect for those He was roles. actually like even good in um, Richard Jewell. <laughs> he played a douchebag in that. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just what it's just what he's good at. Anyway, yeah. how did we get on to John Hamm? <laughs> we were talking about those Hollywood oh. sickos. So back <laughs> yeah. to the Beefsteak Charlie's frat house. <laughs> we're introduced to our uh, love interest. So a bunch of 40-year-old men are all in the basement watching a porno together, as you do. On like, I mean, uh, you like, used to do that, Colin, right? Before television <laughs> became the norm. You had to gather around a super a 16-millimeter print. Well, they, they're, they're watching it on a I'm projector. Not, I'm not even, they're watching it on like 16 mil. I'm not even joking, but for my birthday when I was a kid, you could go to the library 
library before like VHS or video or anything like that. You could rent movies on 16 mil, like from the library, along with a projector and the screen. And I remember... You brought the projector and the screen home? Yeah. You'd rent it for like the weekend or something. And I remember my parents like renting Citizen Kane on like 16 mil from the library and watching it on like a, you know... Whoa. That's like a projector. And I remember for my birthday, we rented uh, Hardware Wars. That was like a Star Wars spoof that was popular back in the 70s. I never even heard of that. Uh, And then all my friends came over and were watching Star Wars, Hardware Wars. Have you seen Hardware Wars, Justin? Yeah, it's not very funny. It's but not it was like funny. a big cult thing. Yeah, at the back time. in the day, it was like, oh my god! I just wanted to make thing. sure this is like a thing that you didn't just like, like call make, them make like up. hallucinated as a child. <laughs> I'm just making it up. It's like a creepy pasta. He's like, remember Hardware Wars? <laughs> else rent that Hardware Wars? Staring movie? at a blank screen. Yeah, you were watching just a static screen. Library. Huh? Well, that that building's been empty for forty years. <laughs> it's burnt. It's, <laughs> it's gone. Burnt to the ground. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they're all watching a porno, and he sees this woman, and he's like, I must have her. I'm in love. <laughs> no, yeah, he's more like, I'm in love with this woman in this porno. So he somehow finds her in a scene that gets cut, mm-hmm. and they're just together in the next scene. I think they're on a date. He goes to like track her down and stalks her at a club, and she's playing piano on stage and making these really weird faces on stage. Uh, yeah, and then the very next the scene, she's, they're living together. That's what I'm saying. She was kind of pulling these weird faces. But they're not living together. They're just dating because she's she's married to a rich guy. I don't think she is because he brings in the mail and he says, oh, you got mail. And then well, he, he goes, where do we get this piano? And then she goes, well, oh, from a friend. And he's like, which friend? Blah, blah, blah. So I don't think, I think they're together. Well, the details have been cut out. Of, so <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? But then it's like, she's still with rich guy because he's like, Oh, like they go to the carnival and then he's like, come back to me. What's your name? And then he, she, she's like, sorry, I have, I, we're married. And then they start going to the death cult. So all Oh yeah, all we didn't together. mention that this is all about a like death cult I know. Russian roulette It takes game. a little while to get to what this movie is really about. Mm-hmm. And, and at first you just think it's going to be kind of like, uh, like, is it a love triangle uh, kind of like the second segment in Cat's Eye where, was it called like the edge or the building or something where he makes, it's it's that situation where the girl is like cheating on her husband with a tennis instructor. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, I'll let you have her if you can walk around this building. Like I thought mm. it was going that way and it kind of is, well, okay, but it's so stupider. The, the, <laughs> the old rich man pretty much uh, introduces the boyfriend to this death wish club, I guess. It's just like a bunch of rich powerful people who are very jaded and bored with life so they just god i wish this existed and they were like killing each other every week <laughs> they really reminded me of like the- jeff bezos mark zuckerberg and <laughs> yeah, yeah. bill gates are sitting in circles like a loaded gun <laughs> they, or like they, their testicles in like a bear trap that they're like they, they come up with the most stupid yeah. ways to, so it, to do well, this the movie makes it seem like the old man is trying to kill the boyfriend uh but it's like, why just just shoot him? So it's many, very convoluted and drawn because out. Because the narrator keeps saying, he only had revenge on his mind. It's just the worst way to do it. So anyway, the first time he meets them all at this big, you know, they're all sitting around a round table. One of them looks like Jimi Hendrix for some reason. <laughs> uh, he's dressed like, like Jimi He's Hendrix. dressed like Jimi Hendrix. And he even says like, excuse me, like later when he's dying. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's like a bunch of rich people that are bored and jaded with life and they just want to, uh, put themselves, it's basically, they're just playing Russian roulette, but they want to have near death experiences because what's kind of left unsaid is that it like, it it clearly, it gets them off. Yeah. It's like a sex thing. They don't say that, but that's clearly what's happening. The Um, woman, the old woman is like, ah, she's, (laughs) she's really into it. I mean, but one of the death games is like summoning that uh, stop motion bug we talked about <laughs> yeah. which then flies away and just kills a random couple yeah they bring it out uh, in this bottle it's huge <laughs> and it's like got these glowing eyes it's like a big stop motion thing called the tanzanian winged beetle you know if it stings you you die but they have to leave the window open he says like russian roulette you have to leave some of the chambers empty so it could kill one of them or it could fly up or the window. Or it could kill none of them. But the, the you know the young handsome man who's like the only guy who's normal in this whole scene is like, oh, so it can go and kill some random person, which it does. Uh, exactly, <laughs> which is exactly exactly what happens. Although I guess and the guys, they shot I think his that. head explodes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's like making out with his girlfriend or something. Uh, but this whole scene goes on so long. It's really get- awkward though because like the young man, the young guy is like, I'm just here for you, Greta, and Greta's like like grinning and like her eyes are really wide and she's just like I'm into this and it's like what (laughs) (laughs) why what clearly like her husband got her into it and like so it's like the the young fellow should really just walk away but he can't he's in love with her and he wants to win he's all in okay so yeah then we get to the next segment and by the way he's always being brought to these like games by this sort of Peter Lorre looking guy with like a gun. He's always being kidnapped in this movie and brought (laughs) to these things against his will. And it just happens over and over again. So the next one is like, they sit around in a circle. There's like, they're like in electric chairs pretty much and there's it's this like the ro- thing from the Simpsons there's like a talking <laughs> robot for some reason yeah, yeah. that's in charge of the game <laughs> what the hell is that, this so they got these like uh, headbands on that's gonna shock them yeah and you don't like, know who's gonna get it you turn on the power and then it's random and it kills somebody but it's like I am the robot <laughs> I will randomly choose someone uh, and it kills Jimi Hendrix uh, this and is really he, funny like, like uh, melts. It's so great. He's, yeah, he's, he like turns into a dummy. He's just like, ah! It's like his eyes are popping out and stuff like it that. It reminded me of Chocolate Chip Charlie from uh, the stuff. I was gonna say that, yeah. but then I was like, that is a very uh, specific reference. Yeah. Well, he, I, who, I'm, hey, you, watch that movie. If you take his yeah, puppet stuff. head, if you take his puppet head and then you shake it vigorously, it's like, Do you think they just yeah. got the uh, Chocolate Chip uh, Charlie puppet head? <laughs> yeah. Like, you just use it, for no, it looked similar, um, but mm. Chocolate Chip Charlie, of course, had stuff flying out of his mouth yeah. this is just like that was like, horrifying by the way i love that movie <laughs> stuff, is, stuff great. is great um so yeah for some reason his girlfriend in this scene and i couldn't figure it out until the second viewing but she has like short hair okay she looks it complete- is her right it is her so in the full-length movie at one point she overdoses on drugs and dies and is resurrected as a piano player with a different name so for oh one my god for this one scene she is a different character, and then... But then later, she's back to being The very again. next scene, she is back to being, you know, the long-haired girlfriend again. So uh, the scenes are maybe out of order or something like that. I don't know. Ha. Huh. Uh, so once again, immediately, he oh is kidnapped by a gang of thugs uh, who he karate fights for a bit, and then... Yeah, there's like a... There's like a a bit of some martial arts action. He goes action. into a karate stance, and it starts to... Like, he does like a... Like a whoo, like, did April have her it. arms crossed? She like, did. That yeah. is not a correct move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and, and then he's brought okay. to the, the final test, which is basically they just uh, lie on the floor in sleeping bags as uh, as like a demolition ball swings over their heads. Like a pendulum, and uh, it's like it's got to hit one of us, and what we said was, no, it doesn't, because there's tons of space in between the people, <laughs> so it could easily just fall in between two people. But it doesn't! No, it gets old lady in the head, mm-hmm. crushes and then- head cut back to god and the devil they're like and then they lived happily ever after like literally like, they wait a minute happily. what <laughs> this is so random what the hell is happening but then we get come on and dance with me dance with me we're back in heaven baby and this come on, dance with me dance with me this is the extended music scene where he's like oh this is the break dance yeah this motion. is where he yeah. goes in slow-mo and he's doing it the director looks at the time and he's like "Ooh, we're not even close to 90 minutes left <laughs> yeah can we pad it out with something it's like hey it to 90. why not put some scenes back into the first one so it makes sense nope nah, we're not gonna do that now now we're going to this like uh the third movie cataclysm it's called Cataclysm. That's kind of a cool title. Oh, um, and this is some real monster mush action. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, now I will say I think that the, the third segment is by far the strongest. Yeah. Um, it's at least. Coherent. It's also longer, so yeah. you could tell that they were like, "Ah, oh, this is better. Let's give it yeah. a little more." It's time. coherent. So we start in Nazi Germany. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is yes. there a musical uh, thing going on? Yeah, it's like a bunch of Nazi soldiers celebrating. Uh, some commander comes in who is like, turns out to be the big bad in the entire movie. Uh, and he says, your quota has not been fulfilled this week. And he guns all the people on stage down. And then he goes. They're like uh, women who are obviously like from the concentration camp being forced to play for yeah. this banquet or whatever. So, and yeah. And then this like woman wakes up in present time. It's, you know, she's having a nightmare. And Richard Mole, again, is her husband. I liked um, him a lot better in this movie. And he's a devilish atheist. Yeah, yeah so the he's the worst a, kind of person. He's a world, uh, sorry, a Nobel Prize winning novelist, and he decides to go on television. Some they decided to put him on television and mm-hmm. talk about his book, God is Dead. Yeah, and he's you know he's done research, <laughs> scintillating stuff. He's done all this research, and he's like, you know, I've come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ never existed. You know, okay, wasn't there an actual book of? About this? Uh, I feel like this was like a real thing that happened. Yeah, there's like a million of them, like Richard Dawkins and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure. I know even Paul Maybe Verhoeven I'm was like. Maybe uh, thinking of like uh, the Satanic Bible or something, <laughs> which is different because it's saying Satan is real and he's saying it's not real. Yeah, so his point is uh, during that scene, by the way, it's really funny. They cut back to uh, actually, we're jumping ahead. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're kind of jumping ahead, but um, well, is there more stuff with the wife because she's apparently the main character of the story and she's no, like no, not no. in it at all? No, now we cut to the uh, old man. Cameron Mitchell, by the way, is in this movie. Okay, Cameron Mitchell's yeah, my favorite. We're thing. getting to the scene, so we cut to present day. It's like this old man is like you know his walls are in his apartment are kind of adorned with all these uh, old Nazi photos of the guy that we just saw in the dream uh, throughout the ages. He sees him on TV, it's just like. Uh, Loomis and he hasn't he hasn't <laughs> aged at all you know since uh, since the dream um so he goes to his neighbor which is Cameron Mitchell playing uh I don't know a police detective that was or his something. neighbor yeah one oh. could surmise that Cameron Mitchell could be drunk in this film. you know I'm not gonna make any you know broad claims <laughs> no I'm not perhaps. I'm gonna say don't he, make any wild he does not look drunk at all and he's actually really cool in this film. yeah he's kind I of will a badass. say 
I, I loved him in this movie. He f- he comes in and he really classes this movie up. He like does. no one has ever said that concerning Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> I know in the history of the world. That's how I feel. Because hey, he's turned out some pretty bad performances over the years, but he is by far the best thing about this movie. He's trying in this one, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's putting in full effort, and he's pretty cool. He's like you know he gives uh, he gives the bad guy a little a couple of monologues. In the uh, mm. long version, there's a scene where Cameron Mitchell's at a bar and he starts dancing and he's like, <gasps> fuck my life. No. What the fuck? Yeah. But remember, the full version of this doesn't have any of the monsters in it. Oh. Well, so they had to put something in there. Oh, so they, how about yeah. Cameron Mitchell they, dancing? They giveth and they taketh away. <laughs> well, the way it is now is that he's really just trying to investigate this thing that uh, his his neighbor told him about. Yeah. And he's well, really, really concerned about it. Well, so the, uh, he takes the old man to the ballet because he's like, I saw this guy on TV. How can it be the same guy that like killed my family? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they kind of follow uh, these sort of guys to a, a mansion turns out he really out, looks like a vampire but he does he's, he's the, not. the big bad is really really good in this he has like a, a really cool look he's pretty good but him. yeah i mean he basically has almost like white makeup on yeah um, he's this very young guy but he has this like ghoulish kind of presence about so you him. think it's going to be vampires and then the uh, yeah they kind of follow him to the mansion they all go inside and then the old man sort of shows up later you know he's going to kill him so he kind of walks in on his own and encounters a demon head behind this like purple curtain. Uh, and it looks like the demon like punches through him. So was the demon <laughs> added? Hey, have you seen the set for spookies around? Here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The demon was there, was in the movie. It, that wasn't one of the things that was I guess. added. Yeah. I just, don't know. I feel like according to some reviews I read, people said like all the cool gore and monsters are not in the original version of Cataclysm. Oh, okay. Something had to be in there. Yeah, though, but then right? it, yeah, it cuts to the morgue and Cameron Mitchell's there. It's like, uh, you know, the guy's dead. And then we see the, the woman doctor who had a dream at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get, yeah, so then Richard Mole's on TV talking about his new book, God is Dead. But then they cut to all the Nazi vampire people who are just demon worshippers or Satan worshippers. Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting around this couch, like watching the program. It seems like everybody's watching Richard Mole's appearance there on TV. There were only three channels back then. So, <laughs> yeah. so you could watch The Love Boat, uh, <laughs> yeah. The Devil Appear on television. I don't know. A Jerry Lewis telethon. That's it. Uh, so and, everyone's watching it. Yeah. Then we're introduced to this defrocked monk. His name Mr. is... Mr. Papini. Mr. Papini. We love Mr. Papini just because he has a fantastic name. Yeah. We were talking about uh, Mr. Papini's Rapini Paninis. What if he had to order a Rapini Panini, that, a, a very teeny one? Would that, you like a teeny, very funny. a teeny Rapini Panini, Mr. Papini? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he's just like this monk guy who's also like trying to uh, unmask this like devil man. I don't know if they're like a cult or whatever, but yeah. But then there's and there's one scene where like we're at a nightclub. That was cool. I liked the nightclub scene. The it's just like this big wide crane shot that goes by the dance floor, and there's a guy. He's dressed exactly like John Travolta from Saturday Night <laughs> Fever. And Everybody was dressing back. I mean, you probably went through the John Travolta phase, right? No. The gigantic was- <laughs> lapels. But anyway, this yeah. dance floor is so packed. And there's a guy that's like right on the edge. Look like he's about to fall down the like upper level stairs. He's wearing thing. this white suit. And he's doing these like huge big disco kicks. But there's <laughs> like, like no the room to do them. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just like in this scene, the Nazi guy picks up some woman brings her home. Cameron Mitchell's watching, by the way, from across the room. Well, he's just doing some recon. And uh, yeah, she's a waitress. And then... She's uh, lying in bed. And then he's just sitting there taking his clothes off. And then he 
takes his shoes off and his socks and he's got cloven hooves. I knew that was going to happen. That was a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ah! and then you cut and then he just like dumps her on the road. Thank God her coworkers were there. To he, yeah. He dumps her off back in the parking lot of the club or something. And then Cameron Mitchell shows up. He's investigating the death of the old man. He gives them so I did some research, guys, and there is a very bad looking puppet that shows up for <laughs> one single shot when the old man and the other people die. Oh, really? But did they replace it for Night Train? Oh, they completely replaced it in the okay, uh, Night great. Train Terror. <laughs> oh, okay, thank okay. goodness. I know Vinegar Syndrome re- released this movie, Night Train to Terror. Ah. Yes, they did. Um, and I think they included one of the full movies. Greta, a.k.a. the Death Wish Club. Oh, okay, okay. It. All right, yeah, I might want to check that out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not buying that. Yeah, but, okay. uh, <laughs> I ain't buying that. Why not? I'm holding it in my hands right now. Oh yeah. God. Well, you know what, Justin? If I came over for some kind of like movie night or something, and I'm you not put Greta, Greta, and you put you. Greta on, <laughs> maybe I'd watch no. it. <laughs> That's the only situation where I'm watching it. <laughs> uh, well, next, we're, this is uh, so one of the bouncers at the club where the girl, the waitress, worked. He goes to the mansion to to kill these guys, and this is a really cool scene. He kind of like goes through this velvet curtain, mm-hmm. ends up in this like foggy realm. It's like the mist or something. Uh-huh. It's really cool. And then there's like this big statue that comes to life, and this is really awesome. And this is where I was getting the Empire it, of the it Dark It looked vibes. pretty cool because we hadn't really seen anything quite like that, I think, up until that point. No. And then you get the claymation or stop motion um, guy, too, yeah. which is what makes it so fun. It's very funny, yeah. And the, the, the thing's got, like, glowing eyes and stuff. Just like in Winter Beast. Uh, yeah. Better than Winter Beast. But, you know, that kind of uh, Yeah, because animation. all the creatures, all the stop motion creatures in all three of these things have glowing eyes. Mm. Or, or the second and third one. So you're like, the same guy must have worked on them. They looked the same. And I think it's like, the case. Yeah. It's Robert Stromberg. Exactly. No, you can tell. Interesting. So, yeah, that you was think a he still thing. thinks about these stop motion things that he did? I don't know. Like, I if you bumped into like, him. I wish I could go back to the good old days <laughs> of Night Train to Terror. <laughs> well, you know, some stop motion artists, you know, they never get out of their backyard. Mm-hmm. He is now winning Oscars and stuff. Yeah, but was cursed to make Maleficent. Like, yeah, not that he's, he's not allowed. having fun doing that, let's be honest. He's not hey, allowed he to do stop hey, motion. That made, like, you know, so much money for him. He can, he can do whatever he wants. You know what? I hate to say it, but I don't think stop motion is ever coming back. What no! About? <laughs> no, it never went away. What is it? What, what, what now is it in? I don't know. Those, like, Leica movies or the... Uh, what are like those, uh, I Wallace, guess oh, fuck. Wallace Ardman, and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Ardman animation I think they've gone all yeah, CG yeah but none though. of them make money uh, the studios think that stop motion isn't a viable form of um, yeah. doing stuff anymore they, what about that like I, missing link movie that was stop motion wasn't it yeah it was, did very badly at the box office that's uh, Leica okay. as well right um, yeah, no like you're a, right that is something that is right now it's but there, it's there it, as an art I, form it, but it, as far as like <sighs> special effects or visual effects it's not no, they're you know, not. If a monster showed up in like a modern day movie and it was stop motion instead of CGI, I would be so happy. Yeah. And guess what? It would look just as fake. Yeah. So I know, <laughs> but not? I feel like people would be upset, or studios think people would be upset. People but think. The thing oh, it is, is I'm trying to think real. of like a like a monster movie that had really shitty looking monsters in it. Mm. Uh, let's uh, say Tomorrow War. Uh, let's say a um, Mortal like Kombat. an asylum movie, like Mega Shark versus like a Mortal Kombat versus you know Annihilation. Yeah, if Goro was like stop motion. <laughs> I'd be like, mm, this is so good. Actually, that. Goro looked pretty good in that Mortal Kombat. No, no, the the second one. Oh, yeah, I would love No, Goro. I'm not talking <laughs> about the, the remake. Annihilation? <laughs> he is talking yeah, about Yeah, I can see stop motion uh, in that. 
I'm trying to think of like what's a modern day movie that has like really shitty monsters in it. I have a feeling like if somebody, I'm surprised they haven't done it. Like, you know, the kind of like 80s retro or 70s retro. If like, like if Shang Chi, like a stop motion dragon, showed up. Or like yeah. Stranger Things, you know. But I have a feeling like the whole movie would have to have that style, though. Like you couldn't uh, Shang Chi just yes. Shang Chi just looks a bit too slick and marvelly. But we've talked about this before. Is that like see when do we accept that like CG's good? We accept CG mm. <laughs> even though it looks so fake. Yeah. yeah, but it has like a kind of modern slick look that matches the rest of the movie. Whereas yeah. I feel like if you just put a stop motion creature in there, it would be a weird you're saying you have disconnect. to have it kind of have a retro tone to it like if the if the movie look. looked like a, a movie weirder f- disconnect than like a big like cgi dragon no i'm just saying if you're going to put stop motion in a movie yeah the movie would have to have a kind of uh dated or retro look to it i say it doesn't just put the stop motion in it <laughs> well like look at like how good stop motion is now with something like 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 you could do it good though if you like, have yeah. like the 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 artistry i think of, the um, of Leica stuff I st- like dragon slayer uh, that stop motion is wild yeah it's really good yeah yeah I, I yeah i just have a feeling like it's just it would have to be in a more I stylized think that when we movie. think of stop motion we think of like uh winter beast or even what's in this <laughs> yeah but I think of. But even, I understand what you mean, Colin. I even think of like Psycho Gorman or something like that whole kind of flashback uh, cutaway where they had all the kind of you know stop motion, all these like different kind of techniques. I or think what it about really that well. scene in Mandy that that Steve did? You know, where he takes the acid and then it's like it's stop motion for oh, like, like the head like melting. Sec- yeah, stuff. like yeah. it can. <clears throat> you're right. It can work, but that is a kind of a you know higher budget B movie where if it's in a dream sequence like that, it can work. Um, but I, I am totally agree with you, Justin. Like, I mean, I'd love to see back. it. First of all, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying. I, I, it, I, I am afraid, though, it's just not going to happen, like ever. Well, it'll never happen ever. So. No, it'll never happen. <sighs> uh, they're not unless somehow someone makes a horror movie with stop motion elements and it's a massive hit mm-hmm. like yeah. bofo box office that's when it would come back. I have a feeling like uh, you know James Wan could do it or something. Yes. Like, uh, you know, it almost feels like some of the shots in *Malignant* had that vibe. It's like, <laughs> you know that, what? James Gunn could probably do it. He probably but, could, yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, Wes Anderson is used stop. I'm just saying, in like, it could, yeah, for sure. There you go. I, I could see it like in certain stylized movies. I think it would have to fit within. The, yeah, the but I know what you're saying movie. it's like they're not just going to have like stop motion monsters in like the Tomorrow War. Or, yeah, like, exactly. Uh, Bad Boys Ten or whatever. But, sure. but um, although I would love to see it in Bad Boys Ten. Bad Boys versus a bunch of stop motion monsters. Bad Boys Ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to see Will Smith fighting stop motion monsters? Uh, okay, so who can remember how this segment ends? Well, basically, because I can't. She ends up in a in a church, and the priest says, "Look, I'm giving you a box. Oh, yeah, that's made from the crucifix of Christ. And if you can cut out the demon leader's heart and put it in this box, then he's the devil's son. He's the, the devil's, devil's son. And then she she captures this Nazi demon guy, and you know the way that <laughs> the best way that you can just running him over with a car." Uh, Brings him into the surgery room and like chains up the surgery door. Like, do not come in here. And she like cuts open his heart, but like he's like using his like demon powers to make like wind and stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, and then she funny. like she removes his heart, puts it in the box, and then he does the old switcheroo. He reveals that he's been like tricking her mind the entire time, and she don't like that. 
don't I that's the worst trick a movie a supernatural movie can pull. She's like what you were watching apparently was not happening at all. Why? Because you feel tricked, Justin? No, because it's like the nothing matters. You should just kill them at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That Oculus does that where it's like uh, what is real and what is not? Yeah. It's like why do I care about anything happening if everything can be fake? Mm-hmm. I somewhat agree with you, but I loved Oculus. I thought it was really <sighs> fun. Um, it was. It was okay. I was okay with the, that aspect of it because it made me feel like I couldn't. You feel like uneasy, like. Mm-hmm. But I, I know what you mean. It's like, well, then you know, it takes maybe it takes. Why are they trying to do away. anything then? Yeah, if they can't. Yeah, but we well, don't know that at the beginning of the movie. Well, you know, at the end here, yeah. So he reveals the switcheroo and then kills the doctor. Uh, but hey, and then the movie ends. You know, not a downer because we've got a musical interlude. So she dance with me. She's the only one. Musical conclusion. She's the only one. Like in the in the reality of this movie, she's the only one of, that dies at the end of her story or whatever. Mm. But he's like, and then she lived forever in heaven with me because I'm God. <laughs> More important. I checked, and that's how the original movie ends too. An hour and forty minutes into the oh, running God. time. Well, then we've got, uh, yeah, so we, we go to a nice, uh, amazing musical interlude. We have more break dancing. It's really fun. The train is crashing, by the way. Uh, yep. You know, it's now dawn. And we cut to, like, this cute little miniature train. It's like a little toy train set. And lots of stock footage of, like, just a random train on fire burning. We see, Yeah, you we, just cut to, like, a stock explosion. Yeah, and then we cut to the... We uh, see the band the, just dead. <laughs> Some of them mid-break dancing. Mid-guitar like, playing? They're all just kind oh, of, Oh, he's like, still playing guitar, though. <laughs> yeah. They're all just kind of, like, lying, you know, around the, around the train car. Um, and then the shot of it, uh, <clears throat> uh, the train. No, we we cut back to to God and the devil, and oh, it's right. like, hey, you know, who's? How are we going to divvy up these souls? And then God's like, all right, you know, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. The children and the poor and the weaker will be mine forever. And you can have the sinners, the sinners, and like the people greedy, who drink and do drugs people. and listen to rock music. I guess and the the and the movie's over. You think the band is dead? No. We've got another musical interlude. Yeah, they're back. <laughs> they're back, and they're breakdancing again. Because they can't stop rocking. They cannot <laughs> stop rocking. And, uh, yeah, then you see the exterior of the train go into heaven or something like that. In this, so. like, really cheesy, like, star field. Yeah. And it just flies off into outer space. Yeah. It's and going into heaven. We keep rocking. That song just keeps going We're and gonna going. We're going to keep on rocking forever. <laughs> Come on forever. and dance with me, dance forever. All the way to heaven. Oh. And that's that's Night Train All to Terror. All eighties rock bands go to heaven. Yeah, what a weird movie! <laughs> what a weird movie! It, like I said, it definitely is an oddity, and uh, I can't say like I regret watching it. It's definitely not great, but it's I've never seen anything like it <laughs> really. So I really would recommend it if you're just up for something weird. But like, definitely go into it with the expectation that you are seeing three incomplete movies. And uh, they can be very frustrating at times. Especially the first one. Yeah. The other two... I mean, isn't that life? Is it really true (laughs) stories from A to Z? Or do we just live under God's will, not understanding what's going on? You're such an apologist for these people. It's so funny. (laughs) For these people. Yeah, I'm a big apologist for um, blacklist fronter Philip (laughs) Jordan. You have these like three like movies that were probably all terrible on their own, but they've been attempted to be uh, resurrected by taking the good parts out, I guess. And then you have like the God and the Devil combos, which are not bad. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fun like rock band stuff. So there is a lot to like here, but overall, I mean, it's a 
it's an, an incoherent mess. <laughs> yeah. But hey, good good breakdance numbers. Love it. Great breakdance. Actually, pretty bad breakdance numbers. Let's be honest with each other. It was the yeah, they're entertaining. Anyway, this movie is available on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, uh, in the Canada, maybe in the United States too. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> did you say in the Canada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the Canadian states, uh, in Canada. So wait, wait, wait. Canadian states. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Oh no, April. Have you been getting the Cheetos again? No, she's been drinking a uh, Psycho Gorman beer, and it's like seven percent alcohol. We Oof. bought Psycho Gorman beer. Okay, so wow, the Psycho Gorman beer. There yeah, there is. is. <laughs> yeah, I want the Psycho Gorman, um, you know, uh, bookshelves and stuff like that too. Yeah, they have them they uh, at IKEA. <laughs> They're called the Circus. It's like umlauts from Chronicle <laughs> Brewing. Okay, the, the Gorman. All right. Well, if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're on Twitter at no such thing pod. And if you uh, feel like supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. If you subscribe to us on the $5 level, you get a bonus episode every two weeks. We just recorded one on the uh, second movie in the epic trilogy that everybody loves Halloween kills. Uh, and it'll be out the week after Halloween. <laughs> it will. Um, get you in the mood of November. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's coming out in November. Um, but yeah, so grab your zesty popcorn and uh, listen to that if you are so inclined. And uh, if you want to find me, I'm uh, at April Mansky on Instagram and Twitter. And I also did a guest spot uh, last week on a uh, episode of... The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, are you a Seinfeld fan? I'm a big Seinfeld fan. So uh, I uh, asked if I could be on this podcast, and they uh, they lovingly allowed me to be on it. And Please. It was <laughs> Let me on your podcast. <laughs> it was a great time. I had an idea to do an episode on uh, the best uh, one-off, one-episode characters. And uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun, uh, just like reminiscing on our favorite characters who only appear in one episode, and there's so many good ones. Uh, so you can find that on... Uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever a podcast can be found. Once again, it's called The Place to Be. Check it out. Did you see that the, someone posted the pilot of an all Newman show, like a like a sitcom starring <sighs> Wayne Knight? You're kidding. But was nope. was he? And Larry Charles directed it too. Oh was he God. playing Newman? Uh, like a variation <laughs> of Newman. <laughs> I didn't really I didn't Newman. see that. But I mean, if Larry Charles directed it, then uh, it's probably in the same. Uh, did somebody, it's probably very dark. Did somebody post it on Twitter or YouTube? Uh, I think it's on YouTube. Was I haven't even heard of this. Is this new? Uh, I've never heard of it before. I'm looking now. Oh Wayne Knight Pilot. It's called... Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's called. I just see Unaired Pilot for well, uh, Wayne Knight Show. I got to check this out. Thank you for the, uh, for the info, though. Oh, Middleman, it's called. Middleman, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't heard of it. So you can follow me at DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, letter J. Follow me on Letterboxd, Justin DeClue, D-E-C-L-O-U-X. I don't know why I said it twice, because uh, it's spooky. We're talk- <laughs> stuck in a time loop. <laughs> oh, no. And you can also listen to me on the Important Cinema Club podcast every week. Uh, hey. Um, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, Sorry, you caught me off guard. Uh, my name is Colin. <laughs> yes, we know that. Sorry. You can follow me. I'm like reading an email. I'm trying to like think. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. Um, that's it. 
So that's it for Spooktember. Uh, yeah, now Spooktober. we're serious next week. <laughs> Spooktober. Uh, yeah, so back to your regular scheduled program. But hey, I mean, there's nothing stopping us from doing fun horror movies at any time of the year. Uh, and then before we know it, we'll be probably doing some Christmas themed things. Uh, oh, but you know, we don't got to think about that. Uh, now. I've already seen Christmas commercials on TV. Really? Yes. It's not even Halloween there's, yet. There's been Christmas stuff oh. in the dollar store aisles for the last month. That oh is insane. God. Oh my God. I'm not ready yet. Wait, you're seeing Christmas commercials? Are you watching cable, Colin? <laughs> no, on YouTube. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's where we watch our commercials. It's crazy. It's the only <laughs> uh, place I see anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. I am April Atmansky, otherwise known as uh, April um, Big Giant Ape. <laughs> you <Mansky>. got it. <laughs> yes. You can. Uh, my name. I was gonna say you can call me <laughs> uh, Justin. Two children skeleton standing on top of each other. To clue. Do they have a coat? Over yeah, them? they have a coat. So you think it's oh, one okay. big one? <laughs> it's, um, it's actually spooky. I'm, Colin Cannibal Cunningham. Did you say Colin Candyman Cunningham? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I did. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and remember, Cunningham. there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> but I say it like uh, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> that would be, uh, that should have been the name of his uh, biopic, the Sammy Davis Jr. biopic. But oh, Candyman. I thought the Tony Todd biopic, the Candyman can. <laughs> 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 